The 82-game preseason is in the books, and it's finally time for the real season. Don't miss out on any of the NBA playoff action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. From the play-in tournament through the finals, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's code ROSS only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Tuesday. What do we call it? A Tuckheads Tuesday? Being a little bit flexible with our scheduling this week for a myriad of reasons, including some weekend travel, which means... This is our second Ross Tucker football podcast already this week. If you missed out on Kurt Warner yesterday, wow, that was awesome. Highly encourage you to listen to that, as well as Emery Hunt making his co-hosting debut on the College Draft Podcast, breaking down the top 10 prospects in the ACC, including his comp for Trevor Lawrence, which I thought was really, really interesting and on point, Emery is a future star, kind of like today's guest, who's already a star. I identified him, man, probably 10 years ago now at this point as a future star, and that's exactly what he has become. We'll get to Andrew Brandt and the big show in a little bit. As always, myriad of topics to get into with Andrew. Should mention it's a new week, which means we will have a new Spread the Word winner via social media, either at Ross Tucker NFL, that's my stuff, at Ross Tucker Pod, that's intern Casey and Brian. The social media clips, even if you like to listen to the show, like so many of you do, rather than going to youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, well, guess what? You can see some of the clips. You can see Andrew's expression when he makes some of his best points today, as long as you're following us on Twitter Instagram, Facebook, at Ross Tucker Pod, at Ross Tucker NFL. I know a lot of people have said it's really enhanced their enjoyment of the various shows. We'll also have a sponsor confirmation email winner a little bit later in the week as well. Could be DraftKings. That's who's presenting this show. They are America's number one rated sportsbook app for a reason. You guys know I love me some DraftKings. Maybe that's the sponsor that you go ahead and take advantage of this week because then you get to always ask me a question and you get to maybe win a little something-something, just like the YouTube subscriber of the week gets a cameo-style shout-out. Love it. Every week I love doing a new cameo video. I'll give a shout-out to whoever you want for whatever you want. All you have to do is go to YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL and subscribe. takes two seconds. It costs zero dollars it also costs zero dollars 
to listen to the wisdom of Andrew Brandt every single week on the Business of Sports podcast, as well as here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. Good morning, Andrew. As always, good to talk with you. As always, a lot to talk about. And as always, I am loving the great stuff you're doing on the Business of Sports podcast. I got to tell you, Andrew, I was not expecting to start today by asking you about The Rock and Redbird Capital, but I'm intrigued by this. I'm interested in this. What were your thoughts about The Rock buying the XFL for $15 million yesterday, along with Redbird Capital. Yeah, I mean, Ross, I didn't expect you to start with that either. And (laughs) I think you just hit on the lead for me. Uh, There's so many issues with The Rock. You know, he's so popular. He's such an icon. He's going to give this league the kind of star power that it needs, frankly, totally needs to get going again. But I think the lead for me, the, the part that just raised my eyebrows so much is $15 million split, as you said, with Redbird Capital. So the, the, the total allocation of revenue from The Rock, who's worth, who, who knows, $7.5 million. That's all he's given to buy a sports league. So what I hear heard from Vince McMahon and so many others for the past few months is like, oh, we got all these buyers. Everybody's interested. We got so much uh, property here, intellectual property. Yeah, fifteen million dollars, which is the amount of a, you know, mid first round signing bonus in the NFL. So here we are. You know, we're going to have new owners, and the question becomes: Can they can they operate? We go through this every year, Ross. I thought the XFL really had a chance, and I was wrong. Um, so COVID was obviously a big part of that. You know, they're going to start up again next year. And depending on the situation in the country, they'll probably bubble, I would think. And we'll see how that goes. But star power never hurts. And The Rock is now a sports league owner for seven and a half million dollars. It felt to me, Andrew, like the league was actually doing pretty decent until all the coronavirus stuff. Yeah, and that that seemed to be the case. And I think, you know, it's hard to judge because if you remember a year and a half ago, that was the case for the AF the first two, three weeks. And then people's interest waned and they looked at other things and March Madness and everything else. That was going to be the challenge for the XFL. But of course, COVID took care of that. And We'll see. I mean, there's so, you know, my saying there will be lawyers. There's so many lawyers involved. And even as late as yesterday, you're reading about maybe not, you know, there's so many unsecured creditors trying to challenge this deal by The Rock. We know that our friend Oliver Luck, who's been on my podcast several times, has been suing uh, Vince McMahon, the previous owner of the XFL, for unpaid salary. And there's a big mess going on there. So this may not be as clean as everyone thinks, but maybe after all the lawyers, The Rock is the is the rightful owner of this league. Speaking of lawyers, Andrew, what a good transition because, wow, I mean, the NFL and the NFLPA, it took them 10 days after it was announced that they had agreed the terms and people were reporting and we're going to have football and all that stuff. Took them 10 days before they actually finalized the paperwork, this side letter they're calling it, 
And part of that side letter is they actually moved up the opt-out deadline, which was supposed to be a week after it was signed. Instead, it'll be two days from now, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Any major takeaways from either the revised language or just the fact that the opt-out deadline has been moved up? Yeah, a couple of things. First of all, it's just coming over the wires now to agents. I'm an agent and players. Uh, it, it really is, Ross, a mini CBA. There are uh, many, many pages and clauses, and you really read it like a lawyer, like a legal document. There's so many different terms that the general public's not going to understand in this agreement. And there's two parts. Operations, which talks about practice squad players being able to come up 90 minutes before the game if there's kind of an outbreak. And then there's the economics. And the economics are really what interests me. So a couple quick takeaways. Um, we heard that the 2020 cap of 198 million would not go down. Technically, that's true, but there's 17 million per team of benefits just going away to be revived sometime after 2023. What are benefits? Things like players tuition assistance, things like the player performance benefit. That's a big number for players that play a lot with minimum salaries. The Pro Bowl pay goes away. Unless it's played, it's hard to believe it's going to be played this year. Um, Second career savings plans, some of these other benefits, just gone. And again, it'll be revived later, but I think it's unfair to say that the 2020 cap is not affected. It certainly is affected. 2021 cap down 175 million will be the minimum. But if you remember, the NFL floated out 215 million, uh, floated out a 40 million dollar hit to to 2021, and I think that's what they're getting because we projected 2021 cap without a pandemic about 215. So yeah, it's about a 40 million dollar hit if it goes to seven 175 million. And then let me just say on the big issue, which we you just mentioned, the opt-out. First of all, the date moved up. I think, I don't know why, Ross. My guess is the owners are like, hey, we can't have this keep going on for another seven, 10 days, which was originally the deal. Like it goes on seven more days after the signed agreement, which is now, but it's only going on for two more days. I think the owners are like, we're, we're, we're seeing too many of these. We got to get it, get it done over. So we got almost 50 players now. In the next two days, we'll see what happens. For your listeners, here's the deal. You opt out. You don't get accredited season towards pension benefit. You don't get an accrued season towards free agency. Okay. You don't get your salary. You get $150,000 stipend. I think that's a euphemistic phrase. It's really an advance. Your contract tolls, meaning it freezes. It reactivates in 2021. And that 150000 comes off of your money from 2021. Your salary goes away from the cap this year. Your proration goes away from the cap this year. In other words, if you had a prorated sign bonus of $10 million, it was $2 million over five years, it would be pushed out to next year. So all these things are in play with the voluntary opt-outs. I think the big news out of the NFL to me this past week is how many voluntary opt-outs. Um, there are a lot more than I expected, more than the league expected. So we're up to close to 50 by Thursday. I would guess we're over 60, 70 players and that's, that's a healthy amount. So 
players are concerned. We have a deal. Now all we have to worry about is playing through <laughs> the worst pandemic in 100 years. You know, I've seen some of your tweets at Andrew Brandt, and it sounds like there are players that have approached you to discuss yeah. potentially opting out. It's nice to have kind of a voice that I hope is independent and sees both sides. And I've had a few players reach out through Twitter and through uh, mutual contacts. I uh, just want to talk about it. And um, I may, I don't want to hype it, but I may get one of them to come on the podcast. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. I mean, here's a theme, Ross, that I'm hearing from a couple different players. And, and you let me know what you think of this, that, okay, the NF, our staff, the universal theme, our staffs, trainers, physicians, equipment guys are doing a great job. Okay. Doing a great job. But we're, but this is all new. You know, we don't know. We don't know if they're doing enough. Uh, we don't, there's a, I even heard the word guinea pig mentioned, like, we don't want to be the first, and that's the feeling these players have. Next year, sure, you know, we're good. We'll see what's worked, what hasn't worked. So there's that feeling. And, uh, you know, there's a feeling like we're having a lot of positive tests now, and we haven't even started practicing or meeting. So that's what I'm hearing from the players that contacted me. Now, I've heard from maybe four players, two have opted out, Two are still considering. Speaking of players opting out, I wanted to get your thoughts as well, Andrew, on the Pac-12 and what's going on out there in college football. You know, we usually talk about NFL stuff, but speaking of all of the opt-outs, I was going to ask you why you think that there are so many, but I think you kind of got into it. Just people, the uncertainty. Um, I guess I'll say this, though. Andrew, it seems to me like the opt-outs are either guys that have made a good amount of money and are, like, financially secure. You know, C.J. Mosley and Jawan James. Then there's the guys that are very much on the bubble. The veteran guys that know it's dicey whether or not they're going to be on the team or not. And then there's the guys you've never even heard of that really probably don't have a prayer in heck of making the team. It doesn't seem like there's a, a, a lot of in-betweens. You know what I mean? It's not like a, there, there, there aren't a lot of guys in that middle zone. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say that we can go through them. Obviously, the, the big names, Dante Hightower, C.J. Mosley, Nate Solder, they're big names because they played a lot and they've made a lot of money, obviously, because they've been good players. You know, we'll see. I think it's going to be across the board. Uh, obviously, it'll get attention if someone who's like a quarterback or running back opts out. But I don't know. I mean, I think that this is going to be, uh, let's just say one other thing about the agreement. It is irrevocable. So these guys cannot decide in a month to come back. And the other part is it's sort of the deadline, Ross, but there's an allowance if circumstances come up for guys to opt out. So kudos to both sides, especially the league for kind of allowing that, that it's not hard and fast Thursday, that things may come up, but I think they'll have a hard standard. 
And then this high risk activity, I think we need to address that real quick. You know, this is, there will be lawyers because if you're in a high risk activity where the league identifies that and you've got contracted COVID, they can put you on NFI, which is non-football injury, which you don't get your salary potentially. And what is that? You know, gatherings with more than 15 people could be social. Well, okay, prove it. You know, so how do you prove a player got it from going to a party versus walking through the facility? And, you know, that's going to be tough. I think that one's going to be a litigate, litigated issue a lot. Um, this is all new. And again, kudos to the, CB, to the NFL and NFLPA doing a mini CBA on the fly the past 15 days. Let's get to the Pac-12 thing yeah. now, because that, that was really interesting. And I don't really even know where things stand there. I guess a group of Pac-12 players have a list of demands that they sent to the Pac-12. Otherwise, they say they're not playing. Now, I don't know if college football is going to happen anyway, but they are use, using this situation as a moment in time to try to change the paradigm a little bit, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, I'm a graduate. Of Stanford University, they're part of this. And yeah, you talk about player empowerment and players with no contract, no employee status, trying to use the leverage of these highly revenue producing games for their advantage. I don't know exactly where it stands right now, but obviously this is a movement. And we what I have focused on with collegiate sports in my academics and and with with my presentation to Villanova is uh, NIL name image likeness which is allowing endorsement money for college athletes but this is a whole nother vehicle because they're asking for a lot of things that we've talked about um, for for more health coverage for more recognition for understanding that they're the free labor we'll see where it goes um, this is one we'll track, and next week, hopefully, there'll be some answers. I mean, we're all looking for answers for college sports. These conferences are saying we're playing. But again, everything right now seems to be fluid. Speaking of everything being fluid, I know you've been following the other sports pretty closely. It's interesting, Andrew, how well things appear to be going in the NBA and the NHL, where they are sort of fully embubbled. And to compare and contrast that with Major League Baseball, where they're not. Yeah, baseball's had a couple outbreaks. Really, it seems like two teams, uh, the Marlins and the Cardinals. But think about it and think what you're seeing in baseball. Two teams means four teams, means eight teams, means 16 teams, because everyone's got to play everyone else. And you're already in a condensed season. And how do you figure that out? And, you know, logistical nightmare. Football is going to be even more so. Imagine you had that outbreak in football, where there are only 16 games, you basically have to shut you have to shut down a team, which shuts down another team, which screws with the schedule going forward for both teams. You know, you can think about it. I've used that word on your podcast, my podcast, all the time: threading the needle. These leagues are trying to thread the needle to make this happen. I want to be clear. I think everyone is sort of getting a little annoyed at this whole thing and who's reporting what about or commenting what about. I love football. I want it to happen, but can it happen? Uh, I think we're all kind of scratching our head. You know, we can have all these rules for COVID outbreaks, but think about it. And my point is, Ross, 
Right now, or as of yesterday, Ma Matthew Stafford and Gardner Minshew and Doug Peterson were on the COVID list. That's two starting quarterbacks and a head coach. It's naive to think that won't happen in September, October, November, right? So I guess my point is competitive balance is the watchword of these leagues, but yeah, it's kind of not going to be the case this year. I mean, it really isn't. If Matthew Stafford was on the list in October instead of August, you know, the Lions would not be competitively balanced. And, and that's going to happen. I think we can not be naive. That's going to happen. You got to check him out on social media at Andrew Brandt. And more importantly, you need to subscribe to the Business of Sports podcast because it is excellent. No better guy for this type of comment or this type of content, I should say, than the great Andrew Brandt. Andrew, as always, terrific points. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Russ. You know, you know what I love about Andrew, by the way? He he always uses a couple of words that you just don't use very often, right? Like irrevocable, right? I, I love words like that. And by the way, if you, the people that are patrons, patreon.com slash RT Media, they know that I'm really into words, which is why I'm pretty fired up about this service I just found out about. It's called Grammarly. Grammarly Premium helps you to elevate your writing to the next level. So for me, it's really about being concise. Like when I write for The Athletic or I write emails, I can be long-winded but Grammarly will give you clarity suggestions, vocab suggestions, like you can be your own mini Andrew Brandt and use the word irrevocable. For me though, it's really just conciseness checks. They can help you with tone, vocab suggestions. It's really cool, really, really cool. If you write professionally like me, or if you just want your emails or whatever you write to be a little more buttoned up and to impress people, especially if it's your first message uh, on LinkedIn or your first message in an email to somebody for a job, highly recommend you guys check out Grammarly. Just found out about it. You get 20% off Grammarly premium when you sign up at Grammarly.com slash Tucker. That's 20% off Grammarly premium at Grammarly.com slash Tucker, G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y.com slash Tucker. Tuck's takes. Hey, Ross, well, let's start today with Dwayne The Rock Johnson buying the XFL. You and Andrew touched on it. Any other thoughts you have? Yeah, I mean, the main one, Bri, is just piggybacking. I put this on social media, at Ross Tucker NFL, piggybacking off of the conversation that Kurt Warner and I had yesterday. I just really like that he's going to make a go of it with this league. Uh, I'm assuming next spring and that the guys that aren't going to get a chance to play any preseason games or the guys, all these guys that got cut when their teams went from 90 to 80 man rosters, that they're actually going to at least feel like they got their opportunity at their lifelong dream to play pro football. Now they're going to have to try to do it through the XFL. They're going to have to try to make the team then play well in the XFL, get noticed. But at least it seems like, they're going to be able to get their shot. And evidently, The Rock played D-line in the CFL. I didn't know he played in the CFL. 
but he wants to give these guys that opportunity as well, which I think is awesome. And I just think with him, people love The Rock, man. I love The Rock. How do you not love The Rock? I, I just think they'll get a lot of eyeballs again, and I think they can learn a lot from what the XFL and the AAF did well and just tweak some things that they didn't do so well. Ducks takes. You and Andrew also touched on the opt-out date being finalized. Any other thoughts on that one? Well, I guess I kind of already expressed it, which to Andrew, which is it just seems like there are kind of categories in my mind, Bri. There are the guys that have made a lot of money, and Andrew referenced them, that you know they just don't think the risk is worth it. And some of them have specific family issues that are, are part of the concern for them. Then there are the guys that veterans who I think are very much on the bubble that are thinking, hey, this is a good way to get some money if you're high risk or to get the advance if you're not. And Andrew and I talked last week about whether or not you'll even get that money back from some of these guys. And then you've got the guys that they were never going to make it anyway. Um, and maybe they realize that. Maybe they don't want to they don't want their, their first or only chance to be in a year where they don't actually get a chance to play any preseason games. I don't know. Ducks takes. Speaking of opt-outs, Broncos right tackle Jawan James was the big one, although not the only one since we spoke yesterday. Right. And, you know, it is easier for some of these guys like Jawan James, who I think has $8 million fully guaranteed. You know, that just tolls to next year. So he's actually not taking a risk of losing that money. He's really just taking a break this season. Comes back next season, still gets his $8 million guaranteed. So those guys that have guaranteed money in their 2021 contracts, it really just enables them to you know, push that off for a year and not have to take the risks that are associated with this year. I thought you know, it was interesting – 2019 Panthers fourth round pick Christian Miller opted out. Evidently he's high risk. So he opted out, but he'll get the $350,000 and the, uh, the accrued season. And some other news, including the 49ers signed tight end Jordan Reed bills picked up former jets guard, Brian Winters a day after he was released and Odell Beckham jr. Telling the wall street journal, he doesn't think the NFL should be trying to play. So for Jordan Reed, uh, you know, I'm I'm nervous for him. He's gotten a lot of concussions in his career already. It's sort of an interesting juxtaposition. Look that word up, right? That's a grammarly word right there. It's an interesting juxtaposition as you have all these guys opting out. And then you have a guy like Jordan Reed who's had maybe double-digit concussions still choosing to play, still choosing to take that risk. Just an interesting contrast or juxtaposition, real word, look it up, juxtaposition. Uh, Brian Winters, look, this is fortunate timing for the Bills because their right guard, John Feliciano, tore his peck, and now they immediately get a replacement for him in Brian Winters, which is pretty good. The Jets just cut him, long-time starting right guard, plug him right in. As for Odell Beckham Jr., couple things. One is evidently this interview was a few weeks ago and he's not considering opting out. That's number one. Number two, he's absolutely entitled to his opinion. 
But it just seems like there's always something with him. You know, he's entitled to his opinion. He's entitled to say that he doesn't think the NFL should be trying to play. And by the way, Odell, if that's how you feel, then why aren't you opting out? Opt out. If you don't think the NFL should try to play this year, you don't think it's safe, then opt out. You have that right. You have that option. I don't think it's right, Brian, to come out and say, I don't think we should play this year. And then you're not even one of the guys that opts out, even though you have that option. Plus, there's just, you know, it's a shame. Because early in his career, it looked like he had a chance to be like a Jerry Rice type of player. There's always something going on with Odell Beckham Jr. off the field. Always. And that's the reality. And the reality is, you can get video shout-outs from me two ways. You can just go to Cameo and get me to do a video shout-out. Or you can become a YouTube subscriber, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, and I might pick you to be this week's video shout-out. I love doing video shout It's like 30 seconds. Shout-out whoever you want, your family or for you. Something you can have on your phone, play around with, send to your buddies. It's awesome. Speaking of awesome, Bri, I love the email questions. Let's get one in. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. The email address is ross at rosstucker.com. You guys know the drill. You take advantage of any of our sponsors, even just buying something on Amazon, clicking through the banner ads on the homepage. You can ask me any question you want. What do you got, Brian? Uh, this one comes from our friend and frequent I don't know, patron, but uh, contributor, supporter, whatever. Uh, Dr. Kate, who says, hey, Ross, thanks uh, again for your family of podcasts. You're always terrific. And these days, even more deeply appreciated. YouTube is great. Can't get enough of you with, in, with uh, you and Greg Cosell. Uh, medical questions from the week and my unsolicited comments of things that she's hearing. So question number one, why are masks needed in outdoor stadiums? Her response to that. There are risk points during access to and egress from the stadium, restrooms, etc. More importantly, droplets are produced and spread widely during activities like yelling, chanting, and cheering, all of which are key components of fandom, at, well, at least in my family. And uh, this is also the same reason that singing in church is risky. Question number two, why would someone test positive one day and colleagues turn positive later? Well, it all goes back to what Dr. Chow said a couple weeks ago regarding the viral load. By the time someone tests positive, they have produced viral particles numerous enough to infect others. After exposure to sufficient numbers of viruses that the body can't kill, it still takes a time for the virus to replicate in our noses, our airways, lungs, and to the point of having a positive test and even more to have symptoms. So hopefully that clarifies that. Stay safe. Fingers crossed that these smart kids will deliver a vaccine soon. That, again, is from our good friend Kate. Right, and if you can't tell, Kate is A, awesome, B, a doctor, she's an MD, and C, I also saw this week she contributed $50 via PayPal. You know, Kate, first of all, Kate, you don't need to do that, but secondly, it's just awesome. It's just awesome. It's like any, any taking advantage of any sponsors is cool. Spread the word via social media is cool. Patrons are cool. But when someone does the PayPal thing, it's just like they're getting nothing in return. You know what I mean? They're just like, they're just saying, we we love it. I appreciate it. Thank you. So anyway, Kate, enough said. Um, really appreciate it. Both those points were excellent. 
But both those points made all kinds of sense to me. Um, I understood the, the risk points about access to and egress from, but the droplets, when you're cheering, chanting, et cetera, that makes sense. And then the positive test one day and then colleagues positive later, that makes sense as well. That's why you're the best, Kate. Uh, appreciate you doing the Amazon stuff as well. You absolutely rock. Uh, other than that, we're going to do Even Money podcast today as well on a Tuesday. Mike Clay from ESPN scheduled to join us to go over play callers for prop bets. And Steve will give you his thoughts on what we've seen from the NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball so far. Yeah, I think we're done here. Patreon shout-outs. Go to Pizza Boy Brewing and DynastyFreaks.com. We will have two Fantasy Feast podcasts this week, including tomorrow, Joe Dolan's Tears of Dolan Quarterbacks. I'm just telling you right now, you have got to listen to the new Tears of Dolan song. I guarantee you'll laugh really, really hard, probably hard enough that you'll have tears in your eyes. If you don't listen to tomorrow's Fantasy Feast podcast, you're just doing it wrong on multiple levels. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.